Hello and welcome to another episode of the Found in Christ podcast. Yay! So today I have a very special guest who has been here in the very first episode of the Found in Christ podcast. He is none other than my bestest friend in the whole wide world, who is also my boyfriend, who is also the love of my life and Aww. the biggest support ever. <laughs> um, and his name is Gabriel and welcome back to the show Gabriel it's nice to have you again honey bun um, and I'm so glad to have you make time in your busy schedule um, if you guys didn't know he's actually a pilot and pilots are pretty busy um, so thank you for making time and being on this show sure babes anything for you <laughs> Okay, so I just got back from the Chinese New Year holidays. I was in my hometown, Kuching, mm-hmm. um, which if you guys don't know the geography in Malaysia, it's actually an hour and a half flight away from Kuala Lumpur, which is the You're capital of Malaysia. There. I think it's one hour, maybe 45 minutes. Okay, okay stop. <laughs> he's like a pilot, so he's like thinking about all these flight things. I am. Okay, <laughs> so, no, okay doesn't matter. So it's less than two hours of a flight away. And... Um, <laughs> You have to cross like, was it, is it the South China Sea to like, yeah, to like get to the other side of Malaysia, which just is where it. I'm it's from. Easier. Yeah, okay. Um, just giving you guys a brief geography lesson before we start. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, I was there for the Chinese New Year holiday. So I think <laughs> <laughs> like not... So what Chinese people do, I don't know. This is not, that's not, I don't think that's what no? Chinese... People like this, to, and then um, give me Angpao. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in like, oh, okay, maybe in like Mulan they do that, but I don't think they do Mulan, that here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I was back from the Chinese New Year holidays, and um, like just some context for those who do not celebrate Chinese New Year, it's actually just like a New Year that is following like the Chinese calendar, and I know there's some like if you're. Um, if you're not Christian, like if you're from like uh, beliefs like Buddhism, I know that there's a lot of rituals that they do, like going to the temples and like, mm. um, you know, praying there during Chinese New Year. But as a Christian, we don't practice that. We only like practice basically going back home to the our cult- families. cultural aspect of it, right? Yeah, we, own, yeah. yeah, we practice like having gathering once a year and having like open houses yeah. where there's like, Lots of food, which I brought back some cakes and all for Gabe. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's that's just like how we celebrate, just some context. Um, but yeah, anyways, today, since we are talking about Chinese New Year, we are also going to talk about families. So families, that's a very touchy topic for some of us. <laughs> but yeah, families, we are going to talk about navigating healthy boundaries with our families, yep. learning to say no and no longer giving into control. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if this is something any of you guys can relate to. Um, families can be a very pleasant topic to some of you. It can be, you know, there's there's like peaceful home growing up, you know, and not much arguments. But for some of us, there can be like a lot of chaos growing mm-hmm. up, a lot of arguments and family can be a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we just want to shine light to this topic and hopefully give you some hope in the midst of all the chaos um, going on in your possibly your world or yeah. yeah the world around you and um we pray that you will be um 
ministered to by what we're able to share here and like we don't condemn or shame anyone who's going through um if you are from a broken family or are going through brokenness in your family we don't condemn and shame you at all um we are actually here to just share a bit of our stories to yeah hopefully give you some light at the mm -hmm. end of the tunnel um yeah. so yeah you know without further ado let's get to it let's. um yeah so i am going to have my phone here because i have my notes because i feel like there's a lot of things we want to cover in this episode and i don't want to like say the wrong thing so um that's why i have the notes in this episode so um we have actually talked about rejection of uh, family rejection in mm -hmm. our very first episode uh, of falling christ which you can check it out and go back there we won't get too much about that rejection uh today yeah. um but yeah we want to talk about like uh, right now we want to talk about god's redeeming story um so I'm going to share my testimony that happened during Chinese New Year. So hopefully it will give you guys some some hope in this. Yeah. yeah, I keep saying hopefully. Sorry, guys. I don't know why I just keep saying hopefully and hope. But I love those words. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep saying it. So I just want to say that um, before sharing my testimony, I just want to say that there's power in prayer. Yeah. Like there's so much power in prayer. Like even when you don't see it, um, yeah. there's something happening in the spirit realm. Um, I really believe that when you pray there's angels being dispersed all yeah. around accomplishing um god's works and we don't necessarily see immediate things happening yeah. but i believe that there is something happening that we're not aware of yeah. um and yeah i want to add on to that yeah, real quick please add on. yeah because like we live in like the natural world right but yeah. when we start to pray it's when we activate the supernatural and yeah. we can't see with our eyes physically i mean some people have that gift but majority of us don't right and but that that's yeah. definitely something that happens and prayer definitely moves mountains and yeah like it's it's just so amazing like we we never know how much rather the impact of prayer that actually that it actually has until you you get to the testimony yeah so, yeah that's true yeah. i agree and like the bible talks about you know over and over again the power of like persistent prayer yeah like being persevering with your prayer um there's this parable of the persistent woman in the yeah, bible to the king, right? yeah where yeah. this woman uh i think she was a widow or something she was she kept asking like was it the king or someone of authority yeah. to grant her something yes. and they keep saying like stop stop asking me stop asking me you know stop yeah. bothering me but but um it it says that because of her persistence like she eventually got her you know her, her prayer answered but obviously like yeah like, and and, yeah. and that was because it was an unjust king and, yeah, and, and the parable talks about how even with that unjust king like her, her prayer or rather her request was granted yeah what more heavenly father yeah. who is a good king yeah that's right, right. so yeah yeah and also like the bible also talks about like um how elijah he was praying for rain and then he was sending his servant to like keep checking the clouds and yeah. um at first there was like nothing in the clouds like the, the sky was clear but he was like he just kept praying he was like okay now go check and then and then after that the the servant was going back and forth checking the clouds and finally the servant said i see the cloud a size of a fist yeah. and the cloud a size of a fist was enough to stir up elijah's faith to believe for like an entire rain for yeah. the place the the nation that has hasn't had rain for like so many years yeah because it was a drought yeah, yeah so like you know there's power in like persistent prayer i'm yeah I'm, and even like right before you move on even if you see something in your world it could be like like what you just shared about elijah's story about how it's just the size of a fist, a fist yeah 
So even if you can see something which resembles, you know, like in your own in your own situation, your own context, something that's so small, even the size of a fist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope you get what I'm trying to get here. <laughs> at, but like, even if you see a slight change for the better, something yeah. that's leading towards your prayer being answered, no matter yeah. how small and insignificant it is, give glory to God and yeah. know claim that. It. Yeah, claim it. Yeah, and that's just the beginning, you know. Yeah, claim like the full yeah. testimony. Celebrate the, even the smallest victories. Yeah, that's right. I love yeah. that. I think like that's something we were taught as well by like yeah. some mentors in church. They yeah. actually told us, because we were telling them about like our situations with our families <laughs> and stuff. And they actually told us to like, like instead of focusing on all, all the things that are wrong because yeah. I mean in life and in family there's so many things that can go wrong like why don't focus on like the small wins like celebrate yeah. every time they, they 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 are nice you know every time they smile every time they agree to something like just celebrate that because that's a small win and it's better yeah. than like no and win at all. Yeah just give glory to God. Yeah anyway. and like really just trust God to like answer your prayer in like his yeah. perfect timing because God is still in control. Yeah. And the Bible says that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. So hold on to that. And yeah. if you're losing hope, like hold on to like Psalms. I think the book of Psalms, like it is very relevant to like mm-hmm. when you're going through something because I feel like there's like laments there that that, that like like David, King David, like yeah. poured out like the laments of his heart. He's like, yeah. Lord, why are you far from me? Come to me, Lord. You yeah. know, like he's just <laughs> pouring out his heart and like, and like that's exactly like the story of like faith and the story of Christianity and the story of like the Bible, right? It's not yeah. about being perfect. It's not about every single thing working out when you have your faith, but it's about trusting God and knowing that God's got your back no matter yeah. what. That like you walk through the valley, but like Psalms, you though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The Lord is with me. He is mm-hmm. my shepherd. Yeah. He is my strength, you know, an ever-present help in the time of trouble. So like just you know, meditate on the truth that is in the word of God and like yeah. hold on to that because there's power in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's one thing I wanna say. Actually that's that's one of the three points I wanted to say before I share my testimony mm-hmm. because it's all relevant. Um the second thing I wanna share is that there's power in anointing. So mm-hmm. like um in the Bible, like every time someone becomes like a king or yeah. like a priest or something, like someone else will be called to like anoint them with like oil. Yeah. Um and like even like um, like they anoint like the sheep with like oil and yeah. the purpose of the anointing okay this is so deep guys yeah. this is so deep so if you do some research and you look into like why like anointing like why do like the shepherds anoint the animals for example like the, the sheep, sheep yeah. it's because like when you pour oil on like the, the, the animals like the sheep the flies can't go and like lay eggs in their ears because yeah. the flies would lay eggs in the sheep ears and their lava would kind of go into the sheep's brains and make the sheep go crazy. Yeah. And like when the shepherd like anoints the sheep like with oil, the the flies cannot go in and make the and the buzzing noise. Make the buzzing yeah. noise and, and it's, it's the lava. Yeah, sorry. And okay. sorry, make the make the sheep go crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's like even worse, like um I think like that the, the thing that we heard is like even some of the sheep like start ramming their heads against the wall because it drives them crazy and this yeah i just feel to feel felt that to just share about this as well like sometimes you may go through this as well you may find that there's just a buzzing noise thoughts in your head and so on i'm just gonna sidetrack yeah a, a bit here. don't worry go ahead honey but yeah like if you are if you are experiencing that just get prayed over if possible like even get the anointing oil to just be you know just be anointed um, yeah. open up to someone and you know it's, it's just funny i was just opening up my bible and I, yeah, like this verse, like it's it's perfect. Like it says here in Psalms, 
chapter 65 verse 7, you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of tumult. Tumult, tumult. If you know how to pronounce it, help us. <laughs> of the people. And like this verse, um, I feel like the revelation that I get out of this verse personally would be God calming the, calming the noises in our head. Because let's face it, we are all human and um, you know, some, some people may appear to be so cheerful and happy on the outside. But you never know what's happening in their mind. Some people yeah. may be struggling so much and many people may not even have had a decent sleep in the past years because mm. of everything that's happening in their mind. Yeah. You, can't, you can't read another person's mind. So if you're struggling with this, please, please just get, get help through the local pastor, open up and look at the root cause of it. Yeah. What's causing this? Because many a times the devil may maybe using an open door or some something from the past to just cause all this noise yeah. and recognize that that voice isn't from God. Yeah, and, and I think like in, in like certain versions of the Bible or something like the devil is called like the law of the flies. Exactly. So it's like, like so, he's the one who brings the flies to like affect yeah. your, your thoughts yeah. and like the buzzing and everything. Yeah. And that's why we feel like um, the same way like anointing is so powerful. Yeah. Like for like sheep, it's also powerful for like the sheep who follow Jesus, like yeah. he is the shepherd who anoints us, and yeah. like yeah, there's just power in that because, yeah. I, I, and it's something that we've experienced like personally as well. Yeah, and just remember that you have the mind of Christ. So no matter what you're struggling with, even if it's mental health issues, like just know that like what Chira just said, like the devil is the law of the flies, but there is a way to drive them out, and and just uh, no matter what that the devil may throw at you, try your level best not to meditate on it. And mm-hmm. choose to meditate on the word of God. Yeah, that's you know? right. Like just change the the change the the scene or whatever that's going on in your mind. Try to focus on the word of God. Use yeah. the word of God as as something that you really hold on to and meditate on that. Even if it gets noisy, quickly train your mind to go to this instead. Because we yeah. do have control over our minds. That's right. And you can use the word word of God. Like you can just use this Psalm sixty five verse seven if you want. Or you can find any other words of the Bible and start to meditate on it. Yeah. So just know that there is hope. Yeah. There is hope. And you're not meant to live life with just this buzzing noise going all around. Yeah. You know, that's it's, right. It's, 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 an, it's enough of that. Yeah. So, yeah I love sorry that. for. No, sorry. it's okay. Thank you, honey, for <laughs> okay. sharing. Um, and I also want to say the third thing is that there's power in speaking in tongues. Yeah. So, like, if you are not baptized by the Holy Spirit, you don't have the gift of tongues yet. I highly, highly encourage you to go after it. There's a lot of resources online about how to get like baptized by the Holy Spirit, how to speak in tongues. Probably yeah. I'll share something down in this uh, description as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, there's power in speaking in tongues. And like, um, our pastor, like from Kingdom City Perth, he actually shared that. Um, his kids were being tormented by a spirit. So mm. his kids were like screaming at night. The kids were like, um, like crying at night. And then there mm. was like a, uh, the, like he at first he didn't know what it was. He just he just kept hearing like his kids like crying and screaming at night. Mm. And then they would like tell him that there's something. And he didn't like see it at first. But I think like God showed him that there's that there's a demon kind yeah. of like a demon figure at the window at the kids room yeah that's why the kids were screaming and crying at night and yeah. then after that he said that he felt led to just speak in tongues like yeah. that night so in that that night he just speak in th- he just spoken in tongues like 
like in his room and in his house mm. for like maybe an hour or so. Um, yeah. By the way, it's not about the duration. I, uh, you know, that was just the, the duration that he, he felt led to mm -hmm. go for. And then like the next day, he said that it started being so peaceful like in his home and that demonic thing that he saw like never came back ever again yeah. and like his children could sleep soundly they didn't scream or shout at night anymore yeah. so like that encouraged like me myself to like start speaking in tongues more because it was something that like I kind of knew I had the gift I mean I, I had, was baptized by the Holy Spirit in a Planet Shakers conference when I was 16 like in the middle of it I started having the gift of tongues wow. which I was praying for it since I was 13 because mm -hmm. I went to like um a charismatic church and like a youth group and like all my friends were like seeking tongues but I didn't have that gift so I mean like I just didn't want to feel left out as I was praying for the gift of speaking in tongues mm -hmm. um, but I only got it when I was like 16 with, uh, and that was at a parent shaker shakers conference and it was just like so sudden like mm -hmm. while I was trying to sing like the worship song it just came out as like tongues like it wow. just came out like yeah so um but it was something i didn't really like practice over the years but only yeah. like after i heard this like testimony and like more and more testimonies then yeah. i started like practicing it more mm -hmm. um and so like with like these three things said i'm gonna go back to my testimony of what happened during chinese new year yeah um can i just yes. cut in real quick please yeah like i, I just I remember like what you, you shared earlier about um how like there were demons and all that yeah yeah so just remember that you have actually you actually have a lot of authority yeah and demons tremble at the name of jesus yeah so if you're experiencing some i don't know weird stuff that's happening at home just know that you have authority yeah and you can command that demon to be to be uprooted and removed out of your life. Yeah. And just know that yeah, you have authority, you know. So yeah. you have so much authority. But if you just feel that this is just like too much for you, like get someone else, even a pastor, to just yeah. pray over it. There's authority and, that comes from Jesus. Remember yeah, that all our authority that comes authority. from Jesus. Um but yeah, always remember the source if Jesus, all we have is from Jesus, all yeah. authority we have is from Jesus yeah. and like it's not it's really not about ourselves like we're operating based on like God's gifting and we're, yeah. we're operating based yeah. on what God gives us yeah and the battle's already been won you know it's not a wrestle between like the devil and Jesus it's not a wrestle like yeah. Jesus already won it on the cross yeah that's so right so you don't have to be afraid of any yeah the enemy is just trying to intimidate you yeah you don't have to be afraid like... of any ghost or any um, I don't know whatever whatever tricks that the devil may try yeah. to, to do that's right so, yeah. he's speaking to me too <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes continue. I get scared, like guys, don't judge me. But but he he will always like pray for me and like. Yeah, why do you have to be afraid? <laughs> Jesus already wanted on the cross. I know. I have to remind myself that too. Okay. Next. Okay. Going back to the testimony. Okay. Stop <laughs> judging me. Okay. So so going back to the testimony of what happened during like Chinese New Year. Um. So context, right? I said there's power in prayer, power in anointing, power in speaking tongues. Mm -hmm. Before, so I knew that I had to speak to my parents during this Chinese year, but I had planned to speak to them like after my mother's birthday mm -hmm. because I didn't want to risk like ruining it. <laughs> and it was during like Chinese yeah. year as well. Um, so I, um, the reason why I felt like I had to speak to them was because um, in the past year, I felt like they kind of treated me quite badly and mm. said a lot of curses and unkind things to me because uh, one of the reasons is because I'm dating Gabe. Another reason is because I was doing a career they, was, they weren't happy with and when they were finally happy with it, when I was giving them money, then they then I quit and they were upset that I, I quit. So there was a lot of 
I felt there was a lot of um very mean words being exchanged and mm-hmm. um very like a lot of control I felt because it was just like you're not supposed to date this person you're supposed to date this person you're not supposed to do this career you're supposed mm-hmm. to do this career yeah. and like it just it just like and and I'm just like saying it very briefly but mm. the words that were used and the things that um like was that I've gone through was actually quite terrible. Yeah, they were um, not life-giving, right? Yeah, yeah, it was not life-giving, but I'm not saying this to dishonor them. I still love my parents very very much and I'm just sharing this to be like very frank with my experience. Um yeah. so if you've gone through this, at least you can kind of like relate to mm-hmm. it somehow. And I'm trying I'm I okay, I'm trying to find a balance between like not being too specific cuz I don't want to put them down but I'm also trying to be like vulnerable where I'm sharing yeah. like what's yeah. going on. So I hope you can forgive me if like <laughs> I can't find this balance. Okay, um, thank you honey. <laughs> um so anyways, I'm going back to this. I actually felt like you know what? I need to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. I need to you know live in live to please God first and foremost, you know, um not live to please anyone even if that those people includes my parents. Yeah. Um but you know the most important thing is that God is pleased with me and I'm living mm-hmm. out the calling and the purpose that he has for my life. Yeah. Um and you know number 2 I felt like in order for me and Gabe to move forward as a couple, um we need to address things and no longer allow our family to kind of like put us mm-hmm. down or like sweep things under the carpet yeah. because like I mean like we know we're going to like mm-hmm. move on in yeah. our lives together so our families have no choice but to you know love and accept one another and mm-hmm. um yeah like be respectful to one another so i just felt like there were things i had to address um when i'm back because i really wanted to kind of like put the stick in the ground and be like you know showing them that um they can't exert control over mm-hmm. my life yeah. anymore as as mean as that kind of sounds but i uh, and again, you know, I I love my family very much. I love my parents very much, but I just felt like I I need to be an individual mm. rather than like their extension. Yeah. And I need to like kind of live out like my own purpose that God mm-hmm. has for me rather than doing like the career that they want me to do yeah. or date the person or that they want me to date yeah. and it's it just felt very suffocating that mm-hmm. like the past, you know, 2 years like where I had to make decisions based on what makes them happy and mm-hmm. what they think is the best decision yeah. whether or not like I was happy with it, it didn't mm. matter so it just felt like it was time to address some things and no longer sweep things under a carpet yeah um but trust me I was very very scared I struggled so much to yeah. even get to this point where I'm like I need to talk to my parents because I think for my family there was a lot of sweeping things under the carpet like growing up there was a lot of like arguments about like petty things but there was also like sweeping a lot of sweeping things under the carpet for like big things and I yeah. saw I think it's because of the when you sweep big things under the carpet like it's just that frustration of things not being resolved yeah and you just and get resentful towards the person yeah so like even the smallest things would Trigger would be a triggering yeah. factor. Yeah, in, exactly. In your, and I saw, sense, yeah. and I saw this like I mean, with me and like with the parents and the children in my family, not really like, but within my my parents, like between my parents, my mom and my dad, there was just so much like sweeping things under mm. the carpet that yeah. like it kind of just ruined like the the marriage and the family and mm. so you sorry. know and it's yeah it's just yeah. really sad and I just 
felt like I didn't want to practice that behavior anymore, yeah. that pattern of like, just, you know, pretend everything is okay, sweep things under the carpet, but we're secretly resenting each other, and we're yeah. secretly really angry with each other. Yeah, but I think that stems from a lot of, uh, I mean, it boils down to control, and also... Yeah, I mean, it all comes from brokenness. Like, yeah, don't get me definitely. wrong, we both acknowledge that it's because like, like, I mean, both our families are like broken, they have their own brokenness, yeah. and that's why um, a lot of these things come in. Yeah. But like, as Christians, you know, we learned that there's no, no, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So when there's no condemnation, you know, I feel like we we should be able to freely share and freely talk about yeah. things with one another, yeah. and there shouldn't be like condemnation there because yeah. I mean Jesus no longer condemns you for like the things that you've done. You know, like mm-hmm. like when God says He forgives, He forgives. It's not conditional. It's not yeah. like like I think. Like what we experience from people sometimes is like conditional forgiveness or conditional like love where it's yeah. like only if you do this I love you and I forgive mm-hmm. you but no like with Jesus it's unconditional with Jesus you don't even need to do a single thing you just need yeah. to like receive his his love yeah. and his forgiveness and who he is yeah. you know and um like I've learned that and that's why I learned that like and and also I had to go through this whole journey of mm-hmm. like of like the biblical courses we've done like in greenhouse. I think I've mentioned this like throughout my podcast because <laughs> it helped. It helped. It's kind of like a mini Bible school, and they make you kind of confront your problems rather than run away from them. So yeah, um, that's the thing. I had to learn to like confront this, um, and that's why I learned to like like speak. Like mm-hmm. I had to speak to my parents as hard as it is, as yeah. as much as I feared honestly like losing them because mm. I feel like in, in my family it's kind of hard. I, I don't know whether it's an Asian culture thing because a, a lot of my, I think some of my friends also felt similar where they can't really voice out things to their parents. Like the parents will get really, really, really mad. Um, but yeah, we, we learned that it's kind of toxic if like you can't have a two-way conversation and you yeah. don't treat your children like adults you know uh when they are adults yeah Yeah. there's a certain level of um unreasonable dishonor when you bring things up which i feel is not right you know like you need to talk about the hurts you need to talk about i i think one thing like the bible calls for uh unity but you can't have true unity until you address the things that caused disunity in the first place and if there's any like friction or tension uh, due to a certain event that happened between like a family and so on it needs to be addressed otherwise it's just forever going to be there and you're going to live with you're going to live with it for the rest of your life and to a certain extent you look back and you wonder like why why is a relationship like this at 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 this stage is because all these small things were not addressed yeah 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 that's right mm-hmm. yeah so like um you know i went like one whole big circle <laughs> um but yeah back to this testimony yeah. so um before going back to speak to my parents i actually had at least 10 people cover me in prayer 10 of yeah. my closest friends um who are prayer warriors covering mm-hmm. me in prayer um like who love god who love the word of god and who love me um i'm not saying you need 10 people to cover you in <laughs> prayer but those were just like my closest yeah, um i have two <laughs> okay, okay it's not competition honey. Okay. okay so um i had uh yeah uh, that that those people covering me in prayer and i was also praying a lot prior to coming back i was mm-hmm. praying for i think a month uh since the start of january prior yeah. to coming back um 
like about speaking to my parents, asking God to go before me. That's one of it. Another one is mm -hmm. uh, the anointing part where I was actually like um, the previous times that I came back, which was in December, I was actually anointing like the places that my parents slept. Yeah. I was anointing them as well. And um, like I was just anointing like the house. And I felt like every single time I, I went back, like there's just more peace in the atmosphere. Yeah, and it only started once we, I mean like we started specifically praying and anointing. And like yeah. I recall like you, you used to tell me that you can, it's so weird. How come everything is so peaceful? Yeah, yeah. The funny thing you was know? that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Like the the funny thing was that, like, um, so la uh, I think like la like months back, I actually anointed like the PS Four in my house because <laughs> because um, my mom would always like watch Korean dramas on it, and I would uh, okay. I felt like it was uh, like there was a lot of addiction. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I was just like anointing okay, the PS4. Tell them what happened. So I was, yeah, okay. I was anointing the PS4 with like anointing oil. Um, I didn't spoil it, okay? I didn't spoil it. I just anointed like the outside of it. And I was just like, okay, I anointed this PS4 in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I just said, uh, I pray it wouldn't cause any addiction and that it cannot, people cannot watch like dirty things through it and like just praying over it like pray, just praying over the items in my house okay and then and then after that um, the, the next time I was back which was like towards the end of the year last year my parents actually told me that um, the PS4 had just like stopped working and then and then because it stopped working my mom just started like reading the bible more and i'm yeah. just like what that's so cool because i wow. i didn't intentionally break it but i just prayed over it and it okay. just kind just, of like just don't my ps <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's a funny story but that's what yeah. happens um that's power in anointing okay another yeah. thing is that when i anointed like my room uh, like my parents room the living room everything right and when i went back this chinese new year they were actually like um okay the first thing is that in chinese cultures which i think it's also like something christians shouldn't practice is that we there's like zodiac like every year there's a zodiac oh. um and and i've heard somewhere that like these zodiacs actually like represent a demon like this is a, the year of like a, the dragon so that's like the dragon zodiac for like this yeah. year so that means like they will have like this dragon decoration like um, usually people have it all over their houses or all over their shops or whatever with that zodiac of the year yeah which is a very common practice it doesn't like i think in face value it doesn't seem like so bad but i felt like um i just felt like convicted like we shouldn't have those in our houses anymore because mm -hmm. every year we would have like a different animal on our yeah. houses like a different animal decoration according mm -hmm. to the zodiac and i just felt like we shouldn't have those anymore and like i kind of like um, was so surprised that like my family stopped putting those animals around the house because we mm. had it every single year for a Chinese New Year without fail. Yeah, and I wow. re really believe that that's because wow. of anointing and prayer as well. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I just want to quickly address this as well. Like uh, I've even heard of like, you know, like something about like next year not being a good year because of like some Zodiac stuff. Yeah. And honestly, guys, if you're a believer, you shouldn't be believing in any of this. <laughs> yeah. And that also involves like horoscope and all of that. You are not, you're not based on what your horoscope says. That is actually, what the horoscope does is it may give you like one or two things that you could possibly relate to it, but there's a whole lot of curses involved in that as well. Mm -hmm. So you agree with the good stuff, but suddenly like, oh, I'm like this because my horoscope says this. But no, you are who 
God calls you to be. You're yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah. The word of God says that you're created, you're created beautifully and wonderfully made. Okay, you are yeah. not your horoscope. Yeah, so guys, right. really, like, there's nothing talking. There's nothing about horoscopes in the Word of God at all, and um, it's just a, a. You can you can do your own research about it. Yeah, I just, mean, we're yeah. probably not the best to like explain these things because yeah. we've not like really involved yeah. so much in these things. But but we know that there's, there's like, a certain level of deceit behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, probably it's something you can like look to YouTube for like testimonies on yeah. where people get set free from like believing in yeah. like tarot cards, horoscope, yeah. like all these yeah, things. Yeah, the point is just yeah. just um, recognize that you're the child of the Most High God. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. So um, back to this, like there's power mm. in like anointing uh, because um, another thing that I experienced was also that my parents started like playing worship music around the house wow. which like never happened before because they were always like going to church but it was more of like a religious thing mm-hmm. more like than a relationship but yeah. because I was just like I, I just re- feel like it's the power of prayer and anointing because mm-hmm. every time I go back they're like suddenly playing worship music around wow. the house suddenly like my mom's playing worship music before she goes to sleep wow. and like things like that you know so That's like amazing. yeah and it's subtle so I would say like don't get discouraged when like you see certain changes in your family but it, then it goes like tumble down and then it mm. goes like really bad again because like I think like um it's really up to God, like how he can like change someone. Mm. And it's really up to like someone's like pursuit of God as well. And I, yeah. I think there's like, you can't put like a fixed timeline to it. Because yeah. like some people you can like accept Christ and become like more Christ-like, like really fast because they like hunger for God. Mm-hmm. They got into the word of God, the presence of God really quick. Yeah. Or some people it takes like many years and that's because of, I don't know, a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, but just don't, I, I would just say like, don't be discouraged and like hold on to like the little wins. Yeah. And like every single time you see like an unsafe family member be more open, I guess like hold on to that and be like, yes, I claim their salvation or like, yeah. yes, I claim them fully giving their hearts, their lives to Jesus, everything, mm-hmm. you know, like I would like say that like, I know it's very frustrating. Like I feel like my heart goes out to you. Like it's very frustrating when we're like praying for a family member or a friend to be saved and like you think that they're going to be saved or you think that they're going to like I don't know be nicer mm-hmm. or be more Christ-like but it just like there's a little bit of that and then it just like tumbles down and spirals mm-hmm. down and you know in, in extreme cases like like mine for example like I think my father is like gonna be more more like Jesus but then like the next moment he's like scolding me and things like that but um, not to shame him I'm just giving him that an, as an example um, mm-hmm. but I can understand your frustration i can understand that it can be very discouraging i i can understand that it can be like to the point where you're like what's the point of praying for this person anymore Mm -hmm. what's the point of like doing all these things but like i just want to encourage you that i don't have the answers to all these questions it's something you have to wrestle with god and process it with god but like keep having faith and keep praying and keep trusting god and keep holding on to his promise that he works all things out for the good of those who love him and like hold on to the promises of god and trust in the promises of god and and trust that he will work things out and trust that he loves you so much and he like he doesn't want anyone to perish like Mm. god doesn't want anyone to like go to hell or like die and like live in sin or like any of these things you know like the the thing is like god gives chances over and over again up to like the point that someone's gonna die and like god will keep giving those chances Mm -hmm. even up to like the last breath you know like Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day if people continue to reject and reject and reject then you know like it's walking towards 
damnation yeah. and that is something like it's not like god didn't give them a chance mm. yeah yeah so just release it release that that them to god and just just sorry i bit my tongue <laughs> oh no you okay <laughs> yeah i kept like i bit my lips and it was like having an ulcer and now i'm like biting oh, my tongue no. i don't know why okay just so okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like just tr- release them to god and know that god loves them so much more than you ever could mm, and god yeah. loves them so much more as a child of god and just trust god with them trust that god is working things out yeah. and don't stop praying don't stop praying pray against the strongholds in their lives pray yeah. against the blinding you know in their lives pray against the god of this age that has blinded mm. the minds of unbelievers it says that in the bible the god yeah. of this age is the, they're talking about the devil the, the small yeah. g god of this age right that has blinded the minds of unbelievers so like yeah. um sometimes you can't like convince someone to like know jesus you can't like debate things with them because like their eyes are blinded like yeah. they can't see they can't get what you're saying you know yeah. um but the best thing to do is really just pray that that blindness will be broken yeah. and that um you know the veil covering the eyes will be removed and they yeah. actually see that jesus is lord yeah 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 i think it was uh, paul was it that had uh he was the one that was uh, he was one that's really like punishing christians and so on putting yeah. them in jail yeah. and like he had a he had a encounter with god and uh even god himself, i mean it's all in the bible it says that god was asking him why are you uh why are you like persecuting, persecuting yeah persecuting him and suddenly like uh he was blinded and uh he had to be led to some other place you can read it for yourself but like when someone else prayed over, uh, back then it was Saul, then later known as Paul, something like scales fell off his eyes, right? Yeah. And so that that just shows us, even in the Bible, you know, like back then, like for in Saul who became Paul, it was literal scales. And many a times people's eyes are just blinded. Yeah. So never give up hope. Like I personally have had like so many uh, family members who, even my, my parents were from a different faith. Mm-hmm. And like the way God just appeared to them and just like, Maybe we will get more to that on a different on a different episode. But yeah, like um, just know that people are definitely blinded, and they may have certain false beliefs. But all in God's timing, yeah. never give up hope. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna share my testimony. Yeah, tell them the Sorry, I've been tell like trying to. Yeah. I've been trying to get to this, like this whole podcast. See, I'm leaving you guys in suspense, so you guys continue watching. I'll be like, where's the testimony? Get to it. Get to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm finally gonna share it. Okay. Um, I had to give a lot of context first. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, tell them. So the thing is, the testimony is, I actually had the courage to speak to my mom first. Then only I spoke to my dad, with my mom. We, I, I opened up, I started crying, we were in a cafe, I brought her to a cafe for a mommy-daughter lunch date um, and I started crying mm. I, uh, and I was just telling her like every single thing you said to me was so hurtful, you have yeah. no idea how much it affected me, mm. every single thing you guys said about me and Gabe, every single thing you guys said to put us down and put me yeah. down was so painful and mm-hmm. I just cried and, um, and my mom started crying and we yeah. started hugging each other and crying and it was just it, it was just so overwhelming because i'm yeah. like oh my gosh i can't believe we're actually like hugging and crying it's never wow. happened before in our lives yeah like, I, I found that so odd right i thought yeah but like thank god you know you had that 
that thing like yeah the like first time ever the first time ever wow. we actually hugged and cried wow and and um we both apologized and wow. my mom said she was just sorry she just was so afraid of me getting hurt and she didn't want like me to end up like going through the hurts that she's gone through you know mm. and it was yeah. just such a beautiful moment um I went to the toilet after that I was thanking God because it's only because of God. Yeah. It's only because of God. Like he went before me, he softened her heart, he orchestrated this like reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And and it's and I really believe that it's because like people were covering me in prayer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I anointed my mom and I um like before that, um and also I was like speaking in tongues in mm-hmm. like their rooms and I I think that there's just so much that was done to like prepare me for that moment. Yeah, and um, we were also praying against like the spirits. And, and yeah, we were also praying against any like controlling spirits that would yeah. try to speak like through um, my mom or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very beautiful reconciliation moment, yeah. and that is a huge testimony. Yeah. Um. But but to my dad, with my dad, it actually didn't go great. And this is the this is the tension that I'm in right now, and I want to use this to encourage you guys as well. I don't want to be like telling you that it all went well, it was all sunshines and roses. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, with my dad, it there was no good like reconciliation like what happened with my mom. I spoke to my dad the next day, and he was kind of like scolding me and like kind of like putting me down. I mean, in his defense, I think he tried not to, but it mm-hmm. still sounded really bad. Um, I I felt like he was trying his best not to, but it was still um, hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up with me like I couldn't take like what he kept trying to say. Um, I'm not gonna repeat the words, uh, but I couldn't take it. I went to the toilet to cry for like an hour, and I just felt so discouraged in that moment because I'm like, I'm like, okay, it went well with my mom, but it didn't go well with my dad. Like people mm. were praying for me. But why did it work with my mom? But it didn't work with my dad, and I was just in that tension. I'm still in this tension. Um, but after I processed things with God, and I felt like there was a lot of power in people praying and covering me in prayer as well, mm-hmm. because I felt so discouraged and I felt so down that day. I was just like, mm-hmm. "There's no point praying anymore. There's no purpose to mm-hmm. this anymore." And I was just so. I was just like I'm so done with all this. Like, what's the point of hoping so much? Um, but I think there's really a lot of, like people covering me in prayer during that time, because as I like um, I got up the next day, I actually felt hopeful again. Mm. I actually felt to just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I felt to just fill myself with like faith instead of doubt. Yeah. And I felt to just like pray against all the doubt in my head and mm-hmm. unbelief. Um, because doubt and unbelief, it's a demon, mm. and it can, um, you know, come to you and attack you in the times of vulnerabili- vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if you allow that to the spirit of doubt and unbelief to affect you in the times of uh, vulnerability, mm-hmm. you are giving an open door to the enemy to steal your faith and to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And so I felt in that next morning, I felt better, and I felt to just pray against all doubt and unbelief mm-hmm. and just close that door. I felt like faith was arising in my heart. I was just reading the Bible. I was just reading Psalms. I wasn't reading anything specific, but mm-hmm. I was just reading it. And I felt like as I was reading the word, faith just stirred up within me. Although it wasn't relevant to my situation, but I just felt like faith was stirring up within me. And mm-hmm. I felt like um, 
that's the extent of the power of prayer. Yeah. That even like like people didn't have to directly tell me things. Like I just felt faith arise in me again. Yeah. And I felt like you know what? If it's not good, it's not done. Mm. I felt like you know what? God is still working things out. That that the reaction may be bad during that time, but mm. doesn't mean it's going to be bad forever. Yeah. I felt like hope was just arising within me, and God was just going to work it out again. Mm-hmm. So like, I just want to encourage you that like, it may look bad. It may be like you've prayed so long for this person to be saved, yeah. and you've prayed so long, and it seems like things are getting better, but it's not. But I just want to encourage you that there's still hope. Yeah. That, you know, if it's not good, God's not done, mm-hmm. and God is working it all out the puzzle pieces together for your good and for His glory. Just hold on to the promises of God. Yeah. So yeah, that's um the testimony slash processing I wanted to share, and um gonna yeah. pass it to Gabe now. He's gonna talk about uh breaking free from control mm-hmm. and the culture cultural views that we yeah. face. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to just start off with like, if anyone is, um, it could be any, any, any person, you know, like your family, friends, or anyone else, and if whatever they're saying has, if whatever they're saying, and uh, once you leave that conversation, if you're so filled with fear, then chances are it's not from God, you know. And just know that in Second Timothy, uh, I love this verse, Second <laughs> Timothy verses one. To seven, sorry, Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. And really, just take some time to reflect on that verse if you've never heard of it before, um, because just know, yeah, you're not supposed to live in fear. And uh, what is this fear that's all about? You know, in uh, in our cases, I mean, like in our case, it could be uh, culturally. You know, like if someone wants you. Or like family or parents, if they want you to go after this job or that job, or you know, sometimes agents you have that 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 big tree. Uh, what is it? Doctor, lawyer, engineer. <laughs> Otherwise, your failure. Yeah, that's not yeah. true. Yeah, that's not you true. Know? So go wherever God has called you to be. Yeah. And I really believe this. You know, when God has um, God created all of us unique, and um, not no one person is. Same to the other, yeah. and uh, God has placed you in a specific place uh, for a specific reason. Yeah, and many a times, like we live in a world where, uh, I mean, we, we need to work. You know, it's it's biblical to work. Yeah. There is even in the Bible it says that you are to work. You know, give it your best. You're supposed to be hardworking. Don't and don't like, be lazy. You know, the, yeah, and like, do do what you do unto the Lord. Like work yeah. as if you're working for God, not men. Yeah, yeah. So like a, a big chunk of our life revolves around work yeah. and if God has God has already uniquely designed this so seek him first you know instead yeah. of listening to what other people have to say mm-hmm. if you are called to a certain area certain field of expertise but other people are saying otherwise because due to um, maybe their own personal beliefs yeah. or maybe this job doesn't pay so well you know like I really believe that if God has called you in that particular place it, not only will he uh, bring you there he will even cause you to prosper he'll yeah. cause you to be successful that's right and the ways of the world um does not apply to us you know when when we have god like he's just gonna back us up mm-hmm. and just know that he's jehovah jerry your provider yeah. as well so my point here is 
if if God has called you to be something else and other people are weighing in on this opinion and like even personally for me I I I always I always I always had this burning desire to be a pilot and I could never understand why but um at a certain at a certain time in my life that that door finally opened up but when that opened up also came a whole lot of other opinions mm-hmm. and um I could have weight on those opinions or i could have just trusted god which is what i did and i and there was a lot of praying and seeking involved and mm-hmm. i just knew that i was supposed to be in aviation and i had to shut i had to shut away all these negative voices yeah. you know so just go go where god has called you to be yeah. it doesn't matter if it's not popular if it doesn't matter if if it somewhat doesn't pay well just know that god if god has called you He's going to provide. He's going to yeah. provide. And you never know. He may turn it around. Yeah. You, you may you may land a job that pays you so well. And yeah. and, and, and the emphasis yeah. here isn't about uh the amount of money you work. It's yeah. it's really about the posture of your heart, you know, like yeah. go where God has called you to be and just really trust God with the finances as mm-hmm. well when when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like, yeah, do you want to add? Yeah, add, add? I wanted to add um yeah. like something that Gabe has reminded me over and over again that like We're not supposed to look at men or like people for for provision. Of yeah. course, like I mean, if you're working for someone, then your employer is pro- providing like the salary and all. Yeah. But ultimately, we look at God for provision. Yeah, God is providing to you through your employer. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. That's yeah, it. and um, also yeah. like we have we have friends that are working in like an NGO. Um, I think in Malaysia. I don't know whether this is a term in Malaysia or globally, but NGO means non-governmental organization. And usually, the con- conception about this is that um, people who work in NGOs don't get paid very well. And uh, I mean, it's true. Our friends don't get paid like extremely well compared to like if they go to other places to work. But God still provides for them. God still mm. provided a way for them to like um, get a car, a very nice like Honda car, and they're like. Um, Like they they shared about how that even them getting a car was a miracle in itself, and mm-hmm. this was before, uh, they found out that um their the wife Christina is pregnant, and like it was a huge testimony, you know, like um God actually provided for them a way to get a car. They didn't know they were um going around in like motorbikes before that, but they didn't um they had no idea before they even got a car that the the wife is gonna get pregnant, and um in the end it just like. Worked out like although mm-hmm. they're working in NGO, but like God still provides for them. God still made a way for them, and then after that, they're gonna have a baby now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it it will work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when God is with you, you yeah, just go wherever against. God has called yeah. called you to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um uh, do you want to talk about like cultural views as well, like about how um parents view like kids as like investment funds? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like and. Uh, It, it could be an Asian thing, you know, like where sometimes parents may view children as like a retirement fund yeah. or to, to provide and so on. But I think ultimately everyone needs to know that God is their provider. You know? Yeah. And work things out, seek God and uh, know that, I mean, if God has called you to to provide, yeah. then so be it. But also at the same time, Don't take that burden upon yourself if yeah. God has not called you to be. I think it really has to. You really have to to have a lot of discernment in this area. Again, it boils down to where is this coming from? Is it fear or or not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like this, mm-hmm. this is the 
what we're talking about in terms of boundaries with mm. like our families because I feel like um, a lot of the times like I don't know whether this is just an Asian culture thing but like the children are expected to like provide for their families mm. um, and like yeah the Bible says honor your parents but I don't think this necessarily means like we need to like give them money like all the time or I mm. mean like give I, I wouldn't say I'm against like giving back to your parents but like mm. give out of like your capability kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, I mean, because I have, you know, experience with like some friends who even like their parents or their family expects them to like contribute to like the housing loans and things like that. But they've only just started off their careers. Mm-hmm. They're not making enough, like that much money as well. They're trying to um, have funds for like mm-hmm. their own savings and all that, but they can't even like save up because yeah. they have to keep like uh, paying bills for their parents or like their housing loans and things mm-hmm. like that and i just feel like um um i don't know like this is just our own opinions but we felt like it's a bit like unfair for for you to like carry that burden on behalf of like your parents or like mm-hmm. even your siblings like to pay houses for them and things like that because like like we in the future we're gonna have to take care of our own houses and our own like families and all so like if you have to pay for like your parents house or like your siblings house like how are you gonna pay for your house unless Mm -hmm. you have like like way more than enough you know yeah yeah, but that's not necessarily always the case yeah yeah i mean it for in this case you need a whole lot of wisdom and it's also all about um stewarding your finance as well yeah and if you're at this age right now like i i mean like We've even talked about it, you know, yeah. like, and next time we do need to, like, even set aside a certain amount for the future, a uh, yeah. certain amount for retirement, and also a certain amount to leave a legacy for our children, because mm-hmm. it's biblical, you know, like, God calls us to leave behind uh, uh, an inheritance, yeah. yeah, an inheritance for the children and even children's children, and it all boils down to what you, what you do with your finances right now. Yeah. So if you're in this cycle, I would say, of, like, um, not having enough or like you know be shouldering the responsibility of providing for for let's say your parents or someone else seek God's wisdom yeah. and just go back to the Bible there's so many biblical principles about stewarding finance as well and yeah I think like it goes without say like hiding has to be there it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of it so yeah seek God for a wisdom with yeah. all of this yeah yeah, definitely. Um, mm. And I just want to also say that there should be boundaries like with our siblings as well. Like if yeah. you have a big family or if you have siblings, I think that it's, um, again, we're saying that do everything out of love, do everything out of respect. But, um, you know, don't let people like push you around and don't yeah. give in to like the voices of fear and control and mm. manipulation. Because I think that I've experienced this and I've also know, know that people have experienced this where it's like, um, if you don't give a certain amount or if you don't contribute a certain amount, then like you get like mocked by your family or like mm. get get insults or you know these things from your family. But it's like we had to learn that like no, like we don't have to give if we don't want to, and mm. we can like um, we can give out of like the generosity of our hearts if we have like enough. But mm-hmm. if we are trying to save up and trying to like steward like God's finances well um, you know we can't be like paying everyone's bills and we can't mm. be like paying everyone's like housing loans and things like that yeah 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 I think maintain healthy boundaries do everything out of love and 
in honor the best way you can seek yeah. godly counsel. And when it comes to boundaries, be um, just be a little bit more strict about it because mm-hmm. sometimes people may use um, they may they may use your emotions as a tool yeah. or as a way for you to uh, to you know like give in. Yeah. Be yeah, just be careful and just exercise God godly wisdom. Yeah, yeah. and I I um, my last point is that like it's okay to say no mm-hmm. even when it comes to like family and friends. Like yeah. it's completely okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even in the Bible, it says like a city without walls is like mm-hmm. destroyed, something like that, like easily destroyed. Like mm-hmm. you need to have boundaries, and mm-hmm. having boundaries does not make you a bad person. Doesn't yeah. make you, doesn't make you a bad Christian, especially because I know that people like to use that, like, oh, you're such a bad Christian. Why do you say this? Why do you do this? You know, why why can't you just give us this? You know, like no, saying yeah. no and stewarding your finances well and choosing to take ownership over your own life your own jobs your own finances yeah. it's not wrong yeah yeah and even like having healthy boundaries even with um, other people friendships uh, family you know it, it makes you a better person i would say because you're saving you're saving yourself a whole lot of uh, you know <laughs> yeah don't don't yeah, live to yeah. people please basically live to please yeah, god yeah. ultimately he's the one who judges us he's the one who gives us everything mm-hmm. and you know he's the one who who gets all the glory so yeah that's all i wanted to share for today do you have any last words honey bun uh no i think we covered it pretty much everything but yeah I, I just seek god you know like we we hope that this episode really encouraged you and yeah yeah (laughs) we hope that this has spoken to you if it did please don't forget to comment um on which part spoke to you the most and please uh follow us on all the platforms on youtube spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts and Mm -hmm. we love you guys so much thank you so much for supporting this um Mm -hmm. podcast and being part of this founding christ family we pray that you will be so encouraged by every single thing that we have shared and uh honey why don't we you close us with a word of prayer before we end yeah god just want to lift up all our everyone who's viewing this right now be it on whatever platform it is we thank you lord Mm. that the word the words that have been shared god will will really just minister to their souls and we pray Lord God for every person who is struggling in whatever area it is God thank you Father for meeting them where they are at we pray Lord God that you would just be so real in their lives show them the way we pray Father for just this cloud of darkness that may hover over certain peoples just be removed right now in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you Father that you cause um, whoever it is who's even listening to this to go on a deeper level with you God that their relationship with you will grow so much more God we thank you Father that people that believing Christians as well will continue to put their focus on you and on the word of God yeah. and to live in in complete freedom a lot. Yeah. They just want to surrender their lives to your hands. We thank you, Father, that out of this will birth forth many, many testimonies, God, Amen. and people's lives will be changed. All this in Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for watching. Love you all. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Alright. Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to say no. Oh.